It's time to tune up your taste buds and take a trip to culinary heaven because we're live from Jasper's Kitchen, presented by Hen House, your local hometown market for nearly 100 delicious years. Sit back, relax, and enjoy something new from the wonderful world of delicious cooking with our favorite chef, Jasper Marabli, and his special co-host, and now, here's Kansas City's iconic Italian chef, Jasper Mirabli. Good morning and welcome to our show. It's Easter weekend. This is Chef Jasper Mirabli along with John Taylor. And we are live from Jasper's Kitchen. All talk, all food radio. John Taylor, I'm excited. I mean, I love Easter. Come on. I love Easter too. Hey, Jasper, I have to ask you, did you have fun last week? Uh, you were out live at uh, Hen House. We had a fantastic time. One of my best live shows. John, I'm not going to lie to you. I was a little nervous. You know, <laughs> not doing a live show in the grocery store for two years. You know, I didn't think I had it in me anymore. I mean, I'm getting oh, a little Jasper, older. But come on. It was just so easy. I had to tell you a funny story. At the beginning of the show, I was around the grocery store, walking around, talking to people. And all of a sudden, I looked at my clock. It was 11 o'clock. I can hear in the grocery store <laughs> the music in the background. Yeah, the bed. <laughs> I'm running through the store. The girl who was helping me, of course, Sharon from Tippins was co-hosting with me. They're just sitting there laughing. And of course, our engineer Dennis is just sitting there. He goes, it wouldn't be a show. It wouldn't be a live show without this, Jasper. Come on. And I was a little out of breath, but man, we were spot on. I wanna pay I wanna I would pay money for the video of you running through the grocery store. Oh, you're probably you're sweating. It's live. You're live radio doing your uh, live from Jasper's Kitchen, and you're late for your own show. With a croissant, with a croissant in my hand, I can't make this <laughs> stuff. I'm telling you right now. That's fantastic. Hey, I wanted to also, you know, we always talk about special food holidays because there's all, you know, every week there's sure. a certain day. But you know what we missed, and I was bummed because uh, we didn't talk about it. So I think it was April 12th was the National Grilled Cheese Day, and I missed it. I love grilled cheese sandwiches. John, I'm telling you, that's been a staple on my diet because I got this stupid keto bread I have to eat, but that's okay. But it keeps me going. And I was the Wisconsin chef ambassador for about five years. I would travel the country and preach the good word about cheese. Come on. Now, and Jasper, I saw a picture. I'm sorry to interrupt you. You posted a picture of you uh, at in, in Wisconsin. And so what was that? You were by a wall. People should look at your Facebook page. You were by a wall of cheese? Is that what it was? There must have been 10,000 wheels of cheese. We actually made the cheese. I heard from some of the people who are still friends of mine who actually went to Wisconsin with me. Pat Rogers was one, Matt Jonas, of course, and all the people from Hen House. And three years in a row, we went to uh, Wisconsin and we actually made cheese. I'm telling you, John. Labor, you don't know what labor is. Really? I thought labor was working in the bakery, you know, 10 hours a day. But I've never worked so hard making cheese. But we were rewarded uh, with a great cheese fondue luncheon. And it was just a great time, a great memory. But I never knew that was that hard to make that kind of cheese. I make mozzarella. Come on. Well, listening to today's show is going to be easy. We've got a couple events uh, coming up. We've got someone who knows a lot about what's going on around Kansas City. Let's start with, uh, there's an event happening on April 25th, so a week from Monday. 
at Strang Hall, and we'll have Chef Brett here to talk about that. Yeah, so Chef Brett has really a lot going on. You know, everyone loves Strang Hall. They're opening for this special event on a Monday, and I'm telling you, I saw the menu. I'm overwhelmed, but just talking to him and listening to him describe the dishes and what he's doing over there, they're creative, and you know what? They know what they're doing right now with these special events because it seems like they're having one every month or so. And what a treat for people, too. This is going to be kind of special. Something, Someone else we're going to talk to today we have not talked to before, at least in my tenure with you. You may, you, you, I think you know Kasim Hardaway well. He's a food critic, and he's got a blog, and he's kind of special, isn't he? Okay, I have to tell you about Kasim. Now, he really is so knowledgeable. I was kind of like, you know, can I get this guy on the show? Will he talk to us, you know? Because... It's not like he goes into places and, you know, and everybody knows who he is. He doesn't, you know, it's not like a New York Times food critic where, you know, you don't know know his picture or anything. But this man knows his food and he has a cookie club, which I joined. Yes, I joined his cookie <laughs> of course club. You did. You're going <laughs> to love it. The interview is great. And, of course, this man, when we talk about food, ask him any question, he's ready. One of the biggest festivals in this country of course, happens in Kansas City every year, and it's barbecue. And the KC Barbecue Festival is happening uh, coming up in May. And uh, we're going to talk all about this. Uh, is this one of your favorite events? You know, come on. I love my barbecue in Kansas City. I don't miss a week without having some barbecue. And I did not know how big this festival is. And the people that are coming, I had, you know, I had, I had a little idea like, hey, we're going to have another barbecue thing going on here. It's not a contest. It's all about enjoying food and meeting some great people around the country. No idea that some of these big names are coming. You have to listen to an interview to find out who's going to be on the show. That's going to be exciting. Also, uh, it is Easter weekend. Many uh, events are booked or you maybe already have your plans, but we have to talk about Mother's Day, too. And nobody better to talk to than Andrew with Brancados, who, of course, has Harvey's restaurant and the Brass Onion. You know, I've known this family for, I'm telling you, since I was a kid. My grandparents and parents knew their family. And uh, we kind of grew up together, Mario and I. That's uh, Andrew's father. The interview today is going to be all about his restaurants. When I say restaurants, it's not just about the brass onion. We're at Harvey's and Broncado's Catering. I have a lot of questions to ask. And, of course, we may go down memory lane and talk about some old-school dishes that we shared as a child. This may be one of the most exciting episodes of Live from Jasper's Kitchen ever. Let's get started. It's Easter weekend and time to celebrate. Henhouse Market is your market for everything you need to put on the perfect holiday dinner. Some of the most delicious hams, beef tenderloins, fresh lamb, they're all available from the butcher department. Fresh produce, it's a no-brainer. Henhouse Market has the finest produce in Kansas City. That's it. No more talking about it. And did you know right now, if you purchase a Tippins 9-inch quiche, you'll get four of the most delicious fresh-baked croissants for free. Yes, I said free croissants. And desserts, oh my. For your Easter table, how can you not serve a Tippins pie? Lemon meringue, coconut cream, banana cream pie, apple, cherry, and French silk. Did I forget anything? Yes, I did. 
How about Strawberry Hill Cheesecake? It's available at the Hen House Market. And don't forget about the truckload sale going on right now at your neighborhood Hen House Market. You're going to discover savings like you've never seen before. Chicken leg quarters, only 69 cents a pound. Beef tenderloin, only $9.99 a pound. You won't find that price anywhere in Kansas City. And please note that Hen House Market will be open from 6 a.m. till 7 p.m. tomorrow on Easter Sunday. It's Hen House Market for your Easter holiday, your local market for almost 100 years. You know I love Strang Hall, and Strang Hall's Chef's Dinner Series is back. It's featuring Brett the Heart of Phoenix and Tora Sushi. Chef Brett now has created a five-course Pangea dining experience with wine pairings by Strang's Nora Ingleton. The menu is going to include many dishes, including their famous rice pudding. Strang Halls closed on Monday, so this dinner is a private event with guests receiving courses together in a fine dining style. It's happening April 25th at 6 p.m. at Strang Hall. Brett, welcome to Live from Jasper's Kitchen. Good morning. Glad to be here with you guys. Oh, fantastic. Thanks for coming on. I love what's going on at Strang Hall and, of course, at Phoenix and Tora Zushi. Of course, this five-course dinner is really something else. And let's talk a little bit about your background and your culinary journey. What inspired you to pursue a career as a chef? I mean, come on, we all have that passion. Well, you know, I started cooking when I was a little kid with my mom and my dad, you know, just good old uh, comfort American food, you know, and I st my first job was 15 at a mom and pop restaurant where everything was made from scratch, you know, and I just, I was cooking along in about my mid twenties after multiple restaurants and stuff. I, I said, you know what? I'm a chef. And, uh. Here I am. I, so. I love it. I love it. I'm a chef. I love that. Well, you debuted at String Hall with uh, Phoenix, your brilliant taco concept. Absolutely love it. And then, of course, we've talked about this before, Tora Sushi, of course. Tell us about each concept and, of course, your inspiration. Okay. Um, you know, obviously, I've got a, a love for Mexican food and, and Japanese food. My inspiration uh, for, uh, for Phoenix, excuse me, is just, you know... Some classic dishes and tacos and styles, but also some fun, funky things that you can only get exclusively at Phoenix, you know, and, and um, I've also translated that into the Torazushi realm, you know, uh, with my sushi background. And we got some fun stuff on Torazushi's menu that we just changed. You know, of course, we got some great ramens that can warm people up in this cold season. And we also have a pork tenderloin sandwich that's uh, panko breaded, kind of tonkatsu style with a uh, spicy tonkatsu or katsu aioli with uh, kimchi and caramelized onions on brioche. And it's a phenomenal sandwich. So a lot of people, you know, walk by and go, oh, that's sushi because, you know, everybody doesn't love sushi. But I want to make sure people know that Torazushi has some great hot Japanese style dishes as well. It's happening April 25th at Strang Hall. And I absolutely love the dinner menu that you have out there right now. People can take a look at it and uh, and make your reservations. Let's talk about this first course. Yeah, uh, first course. It may change because of availability, but at this point, sure. I'm trying to do uh, bluefin toro. Uh, that's going to be lightly torched with this white uh, soy mirin 
and uh, finger limes. We'll harvest some finger lime caviar for a little citrus on there, and and uh, just a really nice dish. A lot of uh, play there with the spice, uh, the pepper from the the tachimi and the the kawari daikon sprouts with a nice pepper pop. It's just going to be a nice one, two bite little uh, uh, mousse to start the dinner. Well, of course, this is very very unique. You know what caught my attention also. This short rib that you're talking about, come on. I mean, we all love barbecue, and uh, the barbecue course, smoked Wagyu beef short rib. Does it get any better? No, and I, I was kind of excited when I was doing this concept because the Pangea concept of just taking people on a tour of the world, but I really wanted to knock people's socks off because, you know, barbecue is great food, but sometimes, you know, people might be like, I'm paying X amount of dollars for this, and the main course is barbecue, but I want to give somebody one of the most elegant uh, fun uh, barbecue dishes that they've ever had. And then this buttery, you know, A5 Wagyu, it's just a phenomenal uh, cut of beef. Oh, there is no doubt about it. I mean, you're talking my love language right now. Corn <laughs> souffle with that, does it get any better? Mm. Oh, yeah. Some of the things might change on this dish, but I think I am actually turned it to a corn. Uh, I'm going to do a corn coulis. Uh, with the dish to kind of end with, with Gruyere cheese to kind of make an ode to Kansas City with, you know, everybody knowing us for our, like our cheesy corn and stuff. But it's going to be a little bit more of an ele elevated cheesy corn style. Oh, that's a good idea. I didn't think about that. Come on. Now, this chicken dish that you're going to do, it's a fried chicken, but it's a different style fried chicken. Let's talk about that. Yeah, I'm believe it or not, I'm probably almost, I'm excited about a lot of stuff, but this fried chicken I'm excited to, to, to do. Um, you know, Andean style. Uh, food or you know Peruvian style food, you know they have a lot of their Ajiamarillo is almost like their their ketchup down there, and of course some plantains and you know quinoa, and it's going to be a really nice marinade to this chicken that we roll in uh, egg wash flour, and then the the quinoa is just very pertinent, and the breading and it gets this real nice crispiness with the spice of the Ajia Mario chili with the crisp of the plantain and the aguachile sauce. It's just a really nice dance on a plate there, my friends. I hate to keep teasing you like this. Now, sablefish. I love sablefish. This is a beautiful preparation. Sablefish, yeah, absolutely. It's uh, it's great. It's fun to break down uh, as a you know in a fabricating fish way. It's also known as the black cod. Um, but in the Ode to Spain, the ajo blanco vinaigrette is a very uh, popular cold soup in Spain, but I'm actually going to take it and turn it into a really nice vinaigrette with a lot of different flavors uh, for a salad as the third course. Oh, boy. You're tempting us right now. Well, your dinner is actually the second installment in the Chef Series at String Hall, uh, showcasing the up-and-coming talent like yourself. What could people look for in the other unique dishes coming up at String Hall? Man, I'll tell you what. It's hard to tell. There are going to be some great food. That's that's something I can say first and foremost. But there's so much, so many talented chefs in that collective and in that building. I'm proud to be side-by-side uh, -side with them all. But, yeah, you know, like I think Chef Derek Lawson of Minglewood, he'll come up with some some real fun uh, comfort food, elevated flavors, and et cetera. So. I like that a lot. Well, before we go, what do you like about being part of the Chef's Collective over at String Hall? It must be very, very creative, you know, a creative place to work, of course, with all the different restaurant concepts there. I love it. It's like a food court for the 2020s. Yeah, well, the, it's it's just awesome. I'm, I mean, I'm always honored to be a part of you know all the sh the talented chefs like Honoram and Derek and 
Tim Healy and et cetera. But the, the funny thing is, is like even the, all the chefs in the kitchens that are just cooks and sous chefs and stuff like that, there's just so much talent in that building to discuss. And it's just a great, a great culture and great people, man. I just love being a part of Strang Hall. It's just, just one of a kind. I'll tell you what, it would be hard for me to be working over there because I'd be walking around at the other chef's concepts, see what's going on and eating all day long. So my friends, <laughs> tickets are still available for this unique chef-driven experience. It's happening April 25th at Strang Hall. More information's on Facebook at Strang Hall. It's $100 per person plus tax and gratuity. $20 optional drink pairings. You must be 21 for that. Follow Strang Hall at Facebook.com slash Strang Hall, Instagram.com Strang Hall slash follow Phoenix and Torazushi also Phoenix, Kansas City and Torazushi KC. I sure appreciate you coming on the show today, Chef. My pleasure. Thank you. Well, I wish you continued success and can't wait to see you. Make your reservations now. You know, Kansas City, I'm always out and about. Love my local restaurants and, of course, people I've known for many, many years. And I have with me today in the kitchen studio, of course, a family friend, Andrew Broncato. His family goes way back with me to my childhood and to my grandparents and parents, of course, uh, with his parents and grandparents. Andrew, welcome to the show. Thank you, Jasper. Yeah, it's great to be here and great talking to you always. Oh, it's always fantastic to talk to you. And of course, we're talking today about the brass onion. Everybody loves the brass onion. There's some great dishes on the menu. I've done my show live out at the brass onion on 135th Street, and it's a place to visit. I'll tell you something. Uh, Easter Sunday, this restaurant was hopping. When I say hopping, they were sold out. And of course, we'll talk about that. And we need to talk a little bit about the menu and, uh, and some of the things you're doing out there because, Andrew, you all don't slow down at the brass onion. How many years are you celebrate now three years now no going on five what wait a second are you kidding me pretty close to I'm, I'm pretty sure i said i gotta go back and look at look at my own math but I, I think yeah we're definitely more than three we've been nearly two years in this uh covid pandemic and i know we were several years before that so it uh it goes by quicker than you, than you think sometimes there is no doubt about it. And of course, you know, during the pandemic, you all survived with your curbside and everything else. Pick it up, Mrs. B's fried chicken. That's what you're known for also. I mean, you all didn't slow down and that's what's great. That's what we have to do. You know, survival of the fittest and you all made it through it. And that's what's great. We uh, um, try to be as dynamic as possible. And, uh, you know, we were able to pivot and pivot and turn in, in, in every direction in all the foods and all of our operations. And, uh, keep keep him pushing forward, and I, I feel like um, you know I, I kept telling my my dad, Lord, this is going to end someday, and we got to come out stronger." And I feel like that's the, where we're at now. I mean, uh, all, all both Harvey's, the Brass Onion, and and the Brancato's Catering brands are all um, strong and growing and um, developing, and it's 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 so exciting right now. Well, that's one thing that we need to kind of back up and talk about, you know, your family's brands and dating back to Fairyland Park, of course, and then Broncato's Catering, which, oh my gosh, everybody knows about that. I mean, you go to a party here in Kansas City, it fits an event, it's catered by Broncato's and Harvey's. Absolutely love going down to Union Station and enjoying the dinner. It's like, you know, it's like old school down there at Harvey's and you all keep a tradition going down there. Yeah, Harvey's uh, is is been great. Uh, obviously, we just finished uh, probably one of the best exhibits in Union Station with Auschwitz, and um, uh, saw a ton of success and traction from that. And we're excited about what's to come in the future. But um, 
you know, we we definitely uh, are. We've made some revisions to that menu. We've added actually, Mr. B's is now available there as well. There's honestly no more beautiful restaurant in the city than Harvey's. Uh, I mean, where where can you dine underneath that kind of ceiling and 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 uh, infrastructure? It's beautiful. You have a great history uh, here in Kansas City, and you know it's great that you're carrying on the history and you keep this going. Your father Mario was a very good, or is a very good friend of our families, and I am sure he is so proud to see what you all are doing with the company today. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I couldn't be um, happier working alongside my dad. He, he's uh, been you know such a such an influence in my life and a mentor, and um, you know, and every time. I feel like we talk about him slowing down. We just keep getting busier, which is a good thing. But, uh, you know, he's, I love working with him and, and I think he loves working with me too. I have with me Andrew Broncato from the Broncato family, of course, running the restaurants along with Harvey's down in Union Station, which you're going to absolutely love. And of course, Broncato's Catering. Now, let's talk a little bit about Broncato's Catering because tis the season. I mean, graduation, summertime, it's back. Weddings are back. Events are back. You guys don't slow down. No, definitely. And I, I like you said, we're, we're wedding season's upon us for sure. And, um, you know, we're, we're gearing up and we're super excited and um, our team's ready. And, and, you know, we really have never had um, a, a huge amount of slowdown. We pivoted. We were doing a lot of home deliveries during COVID. But now, since that's kind of ended, we, we, we're back full swing for sure and, and um, excited to be doing all sorts of events. And then we're really seeing a return in corporate business too, which is something kind of exciting we have coming up too is uh, I, um, we are close to launching um, our barbecue sauce line uh, again into stores. So, um, you know, hope to see that this year uh, soon um, where people can find our sauce available inside stores, which is also the sauce that we feature in all three restaurants. So uh, you kind of touched a little bit on the, the menu at the restaurants and and the uniqueness and you know i look at some of the dishes too and and you know you talk about macaroni and cheese but you know our macaroni and cheese is stuffed with roasted mushrooms bacon shrimp it's uh it's it's i i, I think there's a lot of things we do that um are simple but done uh, in a whole different level like our and our reuben uh you know it's unusual to say that you're going to go to a, a southern style restaurant and, and in my opinion have one of the best reubens you'll ever have but we are uh, brining and uh, roasting and, and, and braising short ribs for our Reuben instead of just a brisket and they just melt in your mouth. I don't think it gets any better. And of course, you know, when we talk about the brass onion, it's a beautiful location out there in Prairie Fire. I just absolutely love it. And Prairie Fire, you're not slowing down out there. It's, it's going again. Absolutely. Summer concert series is right around the corner where you'll be able to hear live music every Thursday. The patio season's almost upon us. We, uh, Actually, we're upgrading all of our patio chairs this year, which was, uh, for those of you who haven't priced patio furniture in a while, it's not a, a cheap endeavor. But, huh. uh, you know, our patio, in my opinion, is uh, one of the most nice, amazing patios out there. I, I think people take for granted what Prairie Fire has to offer. I agree with you. And it's, uh, it's a beautiful a beautiful area in the city. And with the addition of chicken and pickle nearby, it's just booming out there. Well, I have to tell you, there's an old school drink that my father used to judge all bartenders by. If you came and applied for a job at Jasper's, he'd ask you, can you make a sidecar for me? And if you didn't make it, he would just kind of stand up and just walk away from the interview. You all make a sidecar. We served it at my daughter's wedding, of course. And it's kind of like the classic drink. I think it's still one of the finest drinks. Your sidecar, I'll put up there with any I've ever seen. It's exactly the way it's supposed to be made, along with the paper plane with that Nonino Amaro. You all have it going. You really do. 
Thank you. Yeah, I, I didn't even realize that you had recognized that. But yeah, I mean, just like our our restaurant, it's it's a it's a nod to classics done well, and and I think that it is speaks for the cocktails as well. I mean, uh, uh, you're right. It's you got to do if you're going to do things in that classic fashion, you need to make sure that they're done well. And of course, don't forget happy hour. You're going to absolutely love it. It's the brass onion. And of course, you can't miss out going down at Union Station. So much going on downtown. It's a beautiful place to go stop, have a beautiful brunch, have great lunch. It's Harvey's. And if you need catering, summertime is here almost. I'm telling you, parties, whatever you need, Broncado's catering, you're going to absolutely love it. I can guarantee you myself. I know the family love what they're doing. And of course, Andrew, you carrying on the tradition, it doesn't get any better. Thank you, Jasper. It's always a pleasure being on your show for sure and and catching up on you and your family and and getting to talk about mine. It's great to relive a little history. Of course, with your grandmother's meatballs, Meemaw's meatballs, uh, they're available over at the Brass Onion. You're going to love it, Kansas City. It's the Brass Onion and, of course, Harvey's in Union Station. It's Easter weekend and time to celebrate. Penthouse Market is your market for everything you need to put on the perfect holiday dinner. Some of the most delicious hams, beef tenderloins, fresh lamb, they're all available from the butcher department. Fresh produce, it's a no-brainer. Henhouse Market has the finest produce in Kansas City. That's it. No more talking about it. And did you know right now, if you purchase a Tippin's 9-inch quiche, you'll get four of the most delicious fresh baked croissants for free. Yes, I said free croissants and desserts. Oh my, for your Easter table, how can you not serve a Tippins pie? Lemon meringue, coconut cream, banana cream pie, apple, cherry, and French silk. Did I forget anything? Yes, I did. How about Strawberry Hill Cheesecake? It's available at the Hen House Market. And don't forget about the truckload sale going on right now at your neighborhood Hen House Market. You're going to discover savings like you've never seen before. Chicken leg quarters, only 69 cents a pound. Beef tenderloin, only $9.99 a pound. You won't find that price anywhere in Kansas City. And please note that Hen House Market will be open from 6 a.m. till 7 p.m. tomorrow on Easter Sunday. It's Hen House Market for your Easter holiday, your local market for almost 100 years. This is Live from Jasper's Kitchen. Part social media influencer, part marketing guru, and full on fatty with an insatiable appetite, it's Kasim Hardaway, and I have him here on Live from Jasper's Kitchen. We have a lot to talk about. Welcome to the show, Kasim. Jasper, I am so excited to join you. Well, I've been one of your many, many followers, of course. I mean, let's talk about it. Let's just put this right out there. 55,000 or over 55,000 followers on uh, Instagram alone. That's really something else. So let's talk a little bit about your career, how it all came about. And of course, we're going to be talking food. How did this start with you and, 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 you know, and getting involved like you do? Oh my God, it's such a long story. I will try to be as succinct (laughs) as possible, but it is not what I intended to do. I actually went to school for environmental science. I was a cartographic engineer for a couple of years. Um, working at a local engineering firm on behalf of Google Fiber, plotting um, fiber lines. Um, But I've always had a love for food and storytelling 
And after a couple of years at that job, I said, you know what, I'm just going to put my best foot forward and see what I can do. Quit my job, did some traveling, I went to California, I went to Brazil, did some soul searching. I came back to Casey and I said, I want to work with food and I want to be a storyteller. I want to be a marketer. How do I make this happen? So honestly, starting from the ground up, I tried a lot of different things and, you know, sort of the recipe development stuck, um, talking about local food and what's happening in Kansas City stuck. And I think I just got on Instagram at a great time here in KC where there weren't a lot of food voices on social media, um, using it in the way that I did. Um, And honestly, just being consistent and persistent and bringing value to people, um, doing that for a couple of years got, got me to where I am today, for sure. Well, I love the article in uh, in Business Journal uh, about you. I, I learned a little bit more about you, and maybe some of our listeners don't really realize what an influencer uh, is and um, and what you actually do. Now we know a little bit about what you do, but um, there's a little bit more to it. And of course, it's not just all going around eating out, you know, three times a day and, and taking photos. There's a little more to it, and and to get the response that you have and the following that you have. That's really something else. Yeah, I mean, it it can be, you know, eating out three times a day if you want it as a hobby, right? I think there are a lot of hobbyist influencers that attract a following and, you know, provide value still. But it's sort of like, you know, I go out to eat when I want. I post these types of photos. Um, but mine is very much a business that I have to run. I have employees. Um, you know, love working with local restaurants, but work with, you know, um, national and international brands like Aldi, Impossible Foods, China, um, and a lot of the influencing work is, you know, sharing a product that, you know, I align with or that I like, talking about, you know, the value it brings to me and hopefully encouraging people to buy that product. Um, but outside of that, I also do a lot of recipe development food photography work, marketing consulting, which kind of goes hand in hand with influencer work. You know, I do a lot of that internally for myself, but then I made a business out of it doing it externally with these brands I partner with. And that's really something else what you're doing now. Uh, And that's really what got my attention about a month ago. And that's about this certain cookie club you got going on. (laughs) Come on, let's talk about that because that caught my attention. I right away when I was a was very very young and I had a um, my little nephew uh, was born back in 1980. Uh, we started this little thing we called a cookie club. Well, he's now 42 years old. Here I am, uh, almost 60 years old. But we always talk about cookie clubs. And I saw this and man, you caught my attention right away there, my friend. <laughs> yeah. So this is very new. I think this will be the fourth month, um, but. I am a very novice baker. Um, I'm definitely more of a savory cook. I like putting a little bit of this, putting a little bit of that. But with baking, as you know, it just takes so much intentionality. You have to have your measurements correct. So at the start of the year, I was like, I really want to bake. And I'm going to learn how to be a good baker. Um, And so I started sharing what I was baking and got a lot of good engagement on social media. And people were like, I want to bake with you. And I was like, okay, maybe I should start a cookie club. Um, But the reception of that was really great. I think there are 800 cookie club members. We do one cookie per month. I'm actually working on this month's cookie right now. Um, I haven't told anyone, but I think it's going to be like a gooey butter cookie 
cookie cake. So that St. Louis style dessert made into a cookie. Um, but yeah, I've been really loving it. Um, and I've been making a lot of cookies. <laughs> I don't know, my friend. It's going to be hard to beat the best kitchen sink cookie recipe ever. That recipe is now legendary with me. I mean, I'm, I'm, it's, it's on my files. It's on my desk. And it's one of the best cookies. My here's the thing. My uh, my niece and uh, sister-in-law had this little game they play with me. They make these delicious chocolate chip cookies, and my uh-huh. sister-in-law, just like her mom and my mom and aunts and Italian family, we all share recipes. They will not give me this recipe for some reason. They oh, think wow. this chocolate chip cookie is like sacred. And I found your recipes and saw what you're doing. And gosh, all you gotta do is just go on the internet and just Google your name. Anyway. The cookies are unbelievable, and I'm going to bring them over to my sister-in-law and my niece when they come in town. I'm going to say, here, I got you guys. Now, you're probably going to want my <laughs> recipe, so maybe they're not going to listen to the uh, the radio show. Hopefully, they won't be the only people I don't want to listen to the show, and they're going to find out where my recipe came from. But I have to congratulate you on that because that's what caught my eye about you, these cookies. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I intend to make more cookies. They <laughs> are a labor of love. Um, again, because I'm not a baker, um, the first batch of cookies I made, it took me probably three testing days, um, just because I'm trying to make things that are a bit, you know, unique, have a little personal touch to them. Um, so always with all of my recipes, I like putting my own little flair on them. So yeah, more cookies to come. Um, and I'm excited about it. Uh, there is no doubt about it. Now, I can only imagine what a day in your life is like. And like I said earlier, it's not like eating, you know, three times a day and taking photos of every single thing because then I get like my wife and she says, can we please just eat and not have a camera at the dinner table? But that's just, <laughs> that's the way we live and that's what we do. And your photos are all just absolutely drop dead gorgeous, everything that you do. I'm a big fan, like I said. But also... I just wondered, like, what's on the horizon for influencers now? I mean, I don't think, you know, like we hit a certain uh, area or a time where, you know, well, influencers were big two years ago, three years ago. It just keeps getting bigger and bigger. And I hate to say it, people don't pick up the newspapers anymore. I mean, we're watching social media. And I don't care if you're eight years old or 80 years old, that's what's happening. Yeah, I have to agree. I would love to tell you that, you know, in two years, I see influencer marketing going here. I I don't know. (laughs) Um, I do think it will be kind of center point, you know, in terms of a form of media. And I think it will just continue to expand. Personally, I really love being multifaceted. So while I really enjoy, you know, sharing my food on Instagram and having this amazing community that I can talk with food about. I also love being able to take those skills that I'm using as an influencer to create a sustainable business. So whether or not Instagram is not a thing in five years, I still have a job. Um, But yeah, I definitely think influencer marketing is going to stick around for the long term, um, but I also think it'll evolve into some different form um, other than what we're seeing right now. Well, I have to ask you, um, and I can just only imagine, like I said, what a day in your life is like, but do you ever get like a product, and we don't have to mention any names, of course, that you just like, hmm, this is not good. I don't know what to do now. What am I going to say? You know, this is like, it's it's it doesn't taste good. I mean, what do you do? I mean, how, do, you, do you tell the client? I always wonder what influencers do when they get a bad meal. Luckily, 
I always have the right of discretion. If I don't like something, I don't have to talk about it, which is why um, you, when you look at my account, you're only seeing positive things. I'm not going to say there are a ton of things that come across, you know, um, my lap and I'm like, oh, I hate this. But there are definitely things I'm like, oh, that doesn't really align with me or that doesn't seem authentic. Um, so it's always a no on those types of things. Well, I'll tell you, I follow you, especially with the chicken wings, the 10 spots for the best buffalo wings in town, the best kitchen sink cookies, of course. You can go to the website. Of course, it's K-A-S-I-M-H-A-R-D-A-W-A-Y.com. I'll make sure I post it and let everyone know about it, as if you don't have enough uh, followers uh, at this time. But <laughs> I can only imagine, like you said, you know what the future holds for you, because you don't slow down. Campbell's Soup. What did you do with Campbell's Soup? I saw that you were, you know, were an influence for their uh, for their product. Yeah, so I made these really tasty black bean burgers using their condensed mushroom soup just as an agent to help conge- congeal the patty, but also add some flavor. And I did that a few summers ago, um, and they were really tasty. That's also an amazing recipe, and I think I forgot about it, so I appreciate you reminding me um, because I might put some of those on the grill in the next month or so. Well, you know, I'm always on the lookout for something sweet, something crazy, something people love to, you know, find. And I'll just look your name up and find out, you know, what you're doing. And I go on a little crazy, kind of like the cinnamon rolls, looking for the best cinnamon rolls in Kansas City. Uh, you did a great little piece on that, which is just wonderful. You can find out more information if you just go to the website. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. But I am very, very grateful to talk to you. And I look forward, you know, like we said, we have not talked before. We have not. All I did was set the interview with you. So I wouldn't know if you came in the restaurant or not but someday i'm gonna get to meet you and you know what if i get a little notice i may have to try one of your cookies on you and see if i did the recipe correctly (laughs) that would be great i am looking forward to it call some hardaway of course you need to follow him go on instagram and facebook you're gonna absolutely love him my friend thanks so much for taking time out of your busy schedule of course and visiting with us on live from jasper's kitchen yeah of course thank you so much jasper Uh, i really appreciate it thank you and keep on baking those cookies i can't wait to find out what's next (laughs) well i already did find out what's next but i just can't wait to just make just make that recipe thank you you're welcome have a good day you too my friend This is Live from Jasper's Kitchen. Kansas City, you'll want to grab tickets today for the second annual Kansas City Barbecue Festival at Arrowhead Stadium. Mother's Day weekend, May 6th, 38th. St. Louis native and festive founder has called the event a carnival for carnivores. And I have with me today, Brian Wabi. Brian, welcome to Live from Jasper's Kitchen. Well, it's nice to be here. Nice to be with you. Well, Brian, last year's Kansas City Barbecue Festival was a great hit, but you had even bigger things planned for this year. Give us a little behind-the-scenes peek at what festive goers can expect, because I want to know all about this festival. Gathered pitmasters from around the country, from Texas, from Kansas City, of course, uh, St. Louis, um, and all over, to cook for the consumers, to cook for the guests. I mean, unlike... Uh, many people are familiar with the, the American Royal, which is a fantastic event, but it's a competition. The Kansas City Barbecue Festival is not a competition. It is just a celebration of great food, great friends, um, getting together and cooking for the masses. 
Well, that's what it's all about, Kansas City and barbecue. Everyone knows that. But what was your inspiration for creating this non-competitive festival? That's what I love. It's non-competitive. Everybody's trying to do their absolute best to provide the best food. Um, but um, it is it is really designed for consumers to move around and taste different proteins prepared by world-class chefs from different regions. So there's, a different, there's different styles of of barbecue that folks can, can taste. We have two opportunities to experience the festival. We, have, we offer a pit pass, which is an all-inclusive pass for two and a half hours. All you can eat, all you can drink, and you're in a, uh, those guests are in a, a VIP lounge, um, or there's actually three VIP lounges, um, and folks can, can sample as much as they want for those two and a half hours. But we also have... Um, an a la carte option, which most of the guests actually choose uh, to do that, uh, the a la, carte, a la carte option, which is which allows them to just move around the festival grounds and choose which foods they want to eat, and and they they actually buy the the, the portions uh, directly from the pit stands. Exactly. Well, you're able to snag some of Kenzie's biggest barbecue names. What pitmasters are going to be out there uh, grilling and smoking this year at Arrowhead? Well, we've got the, the Sisters from Jones Barbecue in Kansas oh, City. Oh, yes. Come uh, on. My favorite. They're going to be doing a, yeah, they're going to be doing their traditional uh, Kansas City rib tips. So um, we're excited about that. They were with us last year. Also uh, from uh, Kansas City, we've got Todd Johns from Plowboys. Everybody loves Todd. Todd's been, you know, on... Uh, a number of TV shows. He's on TV more than than anybody these days. Um, but he's also won the American Royal a couple of times. Uh, he's a grand champion. Um, we've got uh, uh, Teddy, Teddy Liberda from Buck Tui, which is a brand new restaurant in um, in uh, Overland Park. And his wife Pam uh, is at, started Waldo Thai. So Buck Tui is a Thai. Uh, fusion with barbecue. Uh, I was out there just a couple of weeks ago uh, tasted this food. It is extraordinary. I think people really love the flavors that um, that he presents in his in his barbecue. So I'm really excited about having him. I think that he's going to be one of these names in barbecue that's only going to get bigger and bigger. And Scott Umshide from uh, Scott's Kitchen out there by the airport uh, he's doing some great stuff with smoked meats, so he'll be with us as well, and we're excited to really to have him. He's made a name he's for himself. Old. You know, he was voted the top barbecue restaurant in America. People don't even realize that it's out by the airport. That's something else. Yeah, no, it's really good stuff, and um, I'm excited about what he's what he's going to be doing for us. And uh, Scott's a great guy, and we're excited to have him with us. Stan Hayes uh, from Operation Barbecue Relief there in Kansas City will be with us. Um, you know they do they do an amazing job of responding to uh, disasters um, started um, back in Joplin Missouri ten years or so ago when those big tornadoes came through and really decimated that community Stan and his guys got together and just went down um, to to Joplin to feed folks and um, and they fed you know, victims and first responders. And from that, Operation Barbecue Relief was born. And so they're on the road all the time. They served, you know, like millions and millions of plates of barbecue 
to first responders, um, you know, taking care of folks when disaster hits. We've got uh, John Matthews and Brian Scoggins from my hometown of Pappies in St. Louis, uh, regularly voted one of the best ribs in the country. We got Mike Johnson. Mike's a uh, a uh, classically trained chef who's uh, started a barbecue restaurant here in St. Louis called uh, Sugar Fire. Mike's been, uh, you know, has won numerous awards and is a very noted chef. Um, and we're excited about what he's going to be cooking for you as, as well. So we've got a, a big um, uh, crew coming in. Uh, there'll be 12 pitmasters. I forgot to mention uh, Leslie Roark Scott from U-Bonds Barbecue in Yazoo City, Mississippi. She's bringing up um, her whole clan to, to cook with us. Um, and then we've also got Black's Barbecue uh, from uh, Lockhart, Texas. Wow. So we've got uh, yeah, two Texas teams, lots of lots of really good flavors and a well-balanced menu that um, I think the folks in Kansas City are going to be excited to, You're not to pl- dive in and try to eat it all. You're not playing games, my friend. We're talking right now with Brian Wabi. Of course, it's the Kansas City Barbecue Festival at Arrowhead Stadium on Mother's Day weekend, May 6th through the 8th. Now, it's not all barbecue. There's a lot of experiences there, beers and bands. What else can people sip and uh, and do while they're there? You know, they could tap their toes, I guess. Well, there, we've got uh, lots of lo- local bands um, that we playing on the main stage. All weekend long, there's music. We have... Uh, three demonstration stages so a lot of our chefs a lot of local chefs uh are going to be coming out working on the uh the the three demonstration stages showing folks how to cook on um on a primo grill which is a a ceramic grill uh made here in missouri uh, down in uh down in potosi um we've got the green mountain grill stage uh Green Mountain Grills are pellet smokers, uh, so folks can learn how to cook on those. Um, and then we've got Westlake Ace Hardware's hosting one of the stages as well. So the, those, these three stages are, are showcasing um, the, the chefs, showing people specifically how to prepare different types. And there are, I mean, I think there's, um, I, I can't remember the number, but there's plenty of, like, in the tens of of, uh, demonstrations scheduled. So there's always going to be a demonstration going on. Oh, that's that's fantastic. Yeah. Anything special for moms for uh, Mother's Day weekend? Well, we've got a a little Sunday brunch prepared, a little barbecue brunch for Sunday. So mom's uh, coming down. Uh, Dad, get the kids, take mom down. Get a Bloody Mary and a mimosa, and uh, we'll have some really interesting, uh, very smart, inspired dishes. I absolutely love that. Well, entry to the Kansas City Barbecue Festival is free. Barbecue, drinks, and more are available for purchase, or you can eat and drink with a six-date specific Q-Pit Pass for kids and VIPs. To purchase your Kansas City Barbecue Festival Pit Pass, go to www.kcbarbecuefest.com. You can follow the festival on Facebook at KC Barbecue Fest, also on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and the website. I'm telling you, my friends, this is one festival you do not want to miss Mother's Day weekend. It's all about barbecue. It's the Kansas City Barbecue Fest. Mm-hmm.